Do you need? Do you want something put over it or? Whoa! <laughs> Excellent start. <laughs> it's a live one. We're trying to start off like Dickens. Good morning, Amy. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. I hope you're well. Happy February. We got through January. Oh, yeah, it was long. It was a long one. Yeah. Um, how have you survived in the cold, Nay? Um, barely. <laughs> no, it's, it's been fine, you know. But yeah. I think it's going to warm up soon. Like, as in, it won't be single figures, so that'll be good. <laughs> Ever the optimist. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Well, it was a good time to go into theatre, wasn't it? And just kind oh, of... Oh, yes. Snuggle down. Anyway, so it's been a fun old month for us, for theatre. Yeah. Um, we've got our What's On Stage happening literally very, very, very soon, which is very exciting. In fact, that week, that's a busy old week for us. We've yes. got three different... Is it three eight. different shows we've got? Yes. Yeah, together, yeah. Oh, my God. We're going to see each other Sunday and then Monday. Mm. <laughs> We are. We're going to go and see, which we'll obviously review next time, but we're going to go and see Standing on the Sky's Edge, which I have been very excited to see. And it's transferred. Oh, talking of exciting things in theatre, we have got a lot of transfers that are happening coming into the West End. So podcasters, this is exciting. So we've got two strangers carry a cake across New York transferring to the West End, which I am so pleased about. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, I've already bought some tickets for my students uh, to (laughs) see it. Um, we've got potentially there's rumors that Kathy and Stella solve a murder. <gasps> yes, I saw that and I thought of you. And I want to see you. that. <laughs> <laughs> I will go again. So let's go because I'd love yeah. to see I love seeing it when a theater play like transfers to London, mm. like transfers to the West End, like a bit like what Mincemeat did. You know, everything just gets a bit bigger, they get a bit more budget. It's very exciting. And then obviously next to normal is coming yes. to the West End as well, which we need to get tickets We're for. going to see that, definitely. Yeah, so let's uh, think about that after this podcast. Yes. So <laughs> lots of very, very exciting musicals coming back to the West, or oh, coming back, coming to the West End. And we can talk a little bit about this with our big theatre question this week, Nomi. Mm-hmm. Is these small musicals coming into the West End? Yes. Two of those are pretty much... I mean, Stella and Kathy and Stella is a bit bigger cast, but it's mainly two characters. Mm. And then Two Strangers is two two actors. So, and they're on the Criterion Theatre, which is a big old lovely theatre. And it's like, obviously, we'll get to this as well. Yeah. At some point, but like it's had good reviews, hasn't it? So, like, the size of the cast doesn't has no reflection on whether a show is good or not. 100%, 100%. So, uh, what are you drinking this morning, Naomi? You'll be happy to know when we are back on the Prosecco (laughs) or. On the fizz, as so I so we may not be together in the same room, no, we're but not. we are together in drinking. Uh, <laughs> so I've got a cremant with some cloudy apple juice. In it. Oh, yeah, and, and what's it, actually, it like? It How's that? Good, I, I, I'm sorry, but cremant with cloudy apple juice is blowing my mind a little bit. Well, it's, sometimes I find orange juice a bit too acidic. Yeah. Um, uh, so I've mixed it up a bit. Mm-hmm. It's going down nicely. It tastes like a nice cocktail, you know. Oh yes, of course. Mm. Lovely. Well, I've also got a cremant this morning. I've got a, a cremant. Uh, Alsace, which is a Asda extra special. So there you go. It's all about Cremont now, guys, by the way. I know. It's lovely. Moving on from Prosecco. 
Well, I've got to be a little bit careful this morning because I am then going to uh, do some lighting design for Southside Players production of Hamlet, which will actually be over by the time this podcast airs. So um. I should have probably mentioned it before this. Sorry, Southside. But hey, uh, I'm very excited to go and uh, see their production. It's looking very good already. Um, so yeah, that's great. Right, shall we kick off? Let's um, do it. Our first review. Now, now we made a slight error. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so unlike us. <laughs> <laughs> Naomi, do you want to talk about our slight error that we made? Yes, yeah, so we wanted, and we said this on the last podcast, we wanted to go and see Sunset Boulevard, um, but it turns out it finished on the 6th of January, <laughs> um, and we just didn't make it in time. <laughs> and after um, us going, oh, it's it's not selling very well, we looked on the website and then it, all the days were sold out. And we were yeah, like, it oh, was God. sold out and we just ran out of time, which yeah. is... Oh, so annoying because uh, I think it was meant to be pretty brilliant. So yeah, I know. Next and it's time transferring. it comes, transferring to Broadway. Oh yeah. Oh, so I know. Do <laughs> not got our fingers on the pulse for that. I one, know. But we weren't with that one. We won't make this mistake again. We will be very careful um, checking on dates for things we want to see. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, we will. Yeah, we're, we're going to do a bit of research. I think it's going to be our New Year's resolution. We're going like, to yeah. plan some more in advance. Yeah, which be we a bit quite more. good at. And then Christmas, it's always the way when you. Yeah, it was just a difficult, busy December leading into January. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I was away for a week in January. Oh yeah, no, it but very, that... it was very inconvenient. <laughs> yeah, it was so inconvenient. So. <laughs> How dare you have holiday? <laughs> <laughs> so instead, we. Mm. To be undeterred, we were like, we have a Saturday matinee. What should we go and see? So we went and saw The Time Traveller's Wife. Yes. Um, which, again, I'd had mixed reviews. I'd heard mixed mm. reviews from people. A lot of people saying that the um, the special effects were really brilliant. Mm-hmm. So that, and then um, a little bit about, you know, some, sometimes you have the usual thing where some of the songs are a bit unforgettable. So we were like, let's go. Let's go and review. It's we open until the 24th of February. So we are still, it's still valid. <laughs> we don't always do that. So, you know, that's a very plus for us. Uh, yeah. So, Naomi, as always, research. What yes. can you tell us about Time Traveller's Wife? Well, I can tell you that it is based on the book by Audrey Niffenegger. Um, and then... But this, the, the book for the show is written by Laura Gunderson. Music and lyrics by Joss Stone and Dave mm. Stewart off of the Eurythmics. Um, yes. So quite course. high calibre. And then yep. director Bill Buckhurst. Okay. I'm writing that. Um, and then cast of note, um, David Hunter plays Henry. And he was he was one of the uh, Jesus Christ Superstar uh, talent show people. Yeah. Um, and he's he was in Waitress and stuff, so he's been around a while. And he's got uh, good credentials. Yeah, he's got good credentials. Um, Joanna Woodward was Claire. Mm. Um, and those are the two main characters. And then I haven't written down everyone. We no. did. Um, uh, Tim Mahendran was Gomez, so he's like the comedy friend character. And then we actually had second cover. Second cover. Yeah, second cover Ooh, for um, the friend Charisse, played by Hel- Helena Pipe. Um, But yes, I discovered yesterday she was second cover. Second cover. Oh, I'm glad you did the research on that. Okay. So we had an interesting thing with this because I've, I think I've seen the film. Like I think I have, Um, but you've read the book, right? I've read the book. I loved the book years Mm. ago. Okay. I've seen the film, the film, not so good, but I, I think it was commonly felt the film was a bit rubbish compared to the book. Yeah. So um, where should we start with this? I think we should start with things that we really liked about the play. Mm -hmm. Um, and or the musical and sort of 
some of those and then we could talk about a couple of things that we struggled with um I think for me personally the sets and the way they use the set and the special effects Mm. of him suddenly jumping up and popping up everywhere special effects are amazing was so cool there's this amazing opening anyone who goes to see it there's this amazing bit in a park with a hot dog stand yeah, it sounds so dodgy, but it is so good. It's so clever, and literally now I was like, I don't know how they did it. He I just have... magically appears at times. Yeah, it's insane how yeah. how it happens. And we were right in the chop top cheap seats because, to be fair, tickets are. I mean, we were we bought this and we'd also bought Phantom tickets, which we're going to talk about later. Yeah. And we were a bit like, it's January, we don't have money. What did, we spent like, they weren't that expensive 35, in the end. Yeah, and they were quite high up, but actually it was quite a good view. It was a good view. Um, we also did though, manage to see over the top of some stuff. So we did get to see some of the- Yes, a couple did. of the magic tricks. Yes. We know how they were done because we could see, but mm. it didn't ruin it. So. No, not at all. So the, yeah, the set was, and the set was amazing because it was going from location to location. Yeah. Location. Lots um, of different sets. Like, because sometimes you get maybe two or three different bits of set, but this had numerous sets. So like, many. It was crazy. It's like a library, then a cafe, then their home, then outside, then it was everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. like out, outside in a car. And, yeah. And they had really nice, Um, the projection was cool, wasn't it? Really good projections. Yeah. 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 Because that was the one thing is obviously I knew that I was probably going to get confused um, yeah. because it jumps back and forth so much. But they had projection of like how old Henry was and then how old Claire was, which I think really helped. Yes. Um, um, that was nice. We I guess we didn't really say the story, but the I've, mm. um, I would say it was very faithful to the book. And the main thing is that Henry is a time traveller. Genetic. He has a genetic condition where he can travel through time through his own timeline. So he, he can only travel... And it, he can't he can't control it. He just yes. randomly goes throughout his own life. And Claire, his is rom- the romantic interest. Um, yeah. And yeah. it's about their romance, really. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, I thought I thought, you know, the projection and everything was really cool. And there was a lovely there's a really nice song at the beginning of Act Two, which I did say to Naomi, I felt like it was a bit like a Eurovision song, though, to be fair, Um. where the projection and journeyman it, it was called journeyman it was called and it was a very cool song and I, i've yet to download it but i will i will and it, it, it was great because he's like behind Gold. he's kind of behind the screen thing yeah and then and then so the cast in are all dressed in black and they are like Picking carrying him, him so he looks like he's floating through time yeah. it's very clever um and there's really amazing projections with that yeah um that's a great, it's actually a really it's the best song in it I would say oh 100 like that's the that's the showstopper isn't it like yeah. that's the one um and then there's the other song which you need the title um, the, the guy I with, see her I see that her yeah between that was lovely. between Henry and Henry's father um and that is a beautiful duet yeah. and it's really it's really nice because we don't you don't always see duets between a father and son yeah in a lot yeah of shows. and they're singing about the mum yeah who has passed away um, mm. and then obviously because Henry because he can travel through time he can travel back to when he was a baby and yeah. like see his mum um and and then so the it's sort of about saying to the dad you know I, I see her sometimes <laughs> and they but they don't talk they weren't talking about her like the dad kind of uh, estranged himself away. from Henry yeah. yeah and he's sort of drinking yeah. and yeah he he's yeah. having a really tough time and it's really nice because that that moment in the play I keep looking at a play. That moment in the musical kind of is that 
over the hill of their relationship and then they actually start mending their relationship yeah that song Lovely. is the point isn't it where they mm. fi- fix it the, the song fixes all as a musical should a song <laughs> one song oh. done <laughs> however however when we're talking about one song fixes it all i felt like there was too many songs <laughs> that, that yeah i would agree with that too many sort of songs about kind of the same thing or yeah yeah uh, it just meant that it's a shame with with musicals it's 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 that thing where if there is too many songs it does take away from the as we talked we talked about this a little bit with Rebecca didn't we about this Mm. idea that you know a song is meant to be the extension of an emotional something that is happening at that time it shouldn't just be there just to go I'm really mad at you I'm gonna sing at you or yeah yeah um and there was definitely a couple where we were like oh okay um, and some of them were, they did feel a bit clunky. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's a shame because actually, you know, there were some really brilliant ones as well. And sometimes I got like songs were a bit out of the blue. So like, yeah. um, if uh, so like the you you were saying this because there's a song that the friend Gomez is really suspicious of Henry. Oh, so it's angry. like an angry song. But the thing is, because we don't really know why he's yeah. angry like what his problem is like yeah and if you, if you read the book obviously it leads up to he's just you know suspicious of this guy but like because you don't see that happening in the play that like yeah. why are you like it seemed I thought like he was he's in jealous. love with her I thought yeah. he was like a jealousy thing exactly but he's married to her friend yeah, it's weird. sort of I think he is sort of jealous but it's not but then we're a bit like, but you're married to this other woman. Mm. I feel on? like the character, I feel like the actor as well, like just really enjoyed his songs. And... He is an excellent singer and he was in Anne Juliet um, and ah. also the TV programme, um, The Horn Section. Oh. Um, and he he is excellent. And they're obviously like, well, we need to give this guy like a song. So we'll just give this angry, angry friend song. This angry Aria <laughs> that Oh man, and it did. It did feel. I mean, I are. Uh, I'm. I'm terrible now, especially in musicals. If it doesn't grab me, I just stop laughing. And mm. yeah, I, you definitely laugh. I'm yeah. sorry, I did laugh. And but to be fair, when you enjoy a song, you go, "Oh, that was nice." <laughs> yeah, I do. I'm very vocal. I'm, <laughs> She's am I annoying at theatre? I must be quite annoying. You know. No, you're not annoying. <laughs> you don't talk all the way through it. You just no, like, no, have a quick reaction. Yeah, I'm like, oh, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I. That was the one thing that I felt was that suddenly there was these songs and you were like, why are you so angry? Like, it yeah. just felt a bit like, let's throw a song in. And that felt a bit, it kind of let the show down a little bit with those moments because it kind of thought, you just thought if you just let the story kind of run its course and you just bring in more of the acting again. Like it was quite an acting musical, which I thought was great. Yeah. Um, but it is a really tough story, I think, uh, to like get down. Oh, 100%. Because when you read it, it's... no. Uh, um from the point of view of Claire and Henry, like they share, mm. as far as I can remember, obviously. Um, so you're in their heads. Well, is this because you're not in their heads? Yeah. It has to be explained to you. And it, it, I think it does work for the most part in terms of the story. I think it does make sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I follow. I did absolutely follow it. Like, I thought I wasn't going yeah. to, but I did. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Okay, let's talk about the other song that we had an issue with. Yes. And this is a first for me, I think, in the West End. Is this a first for you? Um. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there was another song in the second act, again by the best friend, but it was the best friend and his wife singing. Charisse and Gomez. Charisse and Gomez singing at Henry, where they are trying to stop Henry from saying something to Claire. 
that will yeah. kind of make her world fall apart a little bit. Don't want to spoil it because it's, it's still on. So do go and see it. And it's called, what's it called now? It's, it's called A Woman's Intuition. Oh, that's it. Okay, so they're at an art gallery, first of all, which also, yeah. the choreo just made, made me cringe a little bit. And it's a real shame. Oh, yeah, anyway, I forgot about the dancing. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was weird. <laughs> I'm like, just make it subtler. There wasn't a lot of dancing in it. So they obviously were like, oh, these big songs. That yeah. Dancing. Um, so Gomez starts singing, fine. And then Cherie starts singing. And it's really flat. Like, yeah. sounded really bad. And don't get me wrong, she was a fantastic singer. She had, like, mm-hmm. a really good strength, a gorgeous vibrato. But she clearly just started on the wrong note. And actually, having re-listened to the, the record sound, the, the soundtrack, mm. it is a weird... It sounds weird anyway. It sort of sounds a bit flat. A lot of the songs sound a bit flat, but mm. she, not, she definitely came in wrong. Yeah. Because she, I mean, it did sound bad. At oh, points, my gosh. And like sort of Naomi and I looked at each other and I, because at the beginning I was like, am I just imagining this or is this really out of key? Because you just kind of don't think about it on the West End. Yeah, just, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, um, which was a real shame. But then obviously, if it's a sef- second cover, who knows what's been going on backstage yeah. and everything. Um, I mean, they kept going. And then when Gomez re-sang, she found her key again. Yeah, sort of pulled but, it back. Oof, blimey. I guess in that instance, as a performer, you just got to keep going, right? I know. You just got to like, you can't stop. So you just got to commit. <sighs> I um, did commit, but in a very... Yeah, yeah, that was very unfortunate. Yeah, there were so many good things about it. Very, very clever. I mean, my God, mm. those actors needed stamina for that show. Yeah. I mean, the guy um, playing Henry. Yeah, because the thing about Henry, when he travels through time, uh, wherever he appears, he's lost all his clothes. So this actor has to be like uh, the illusion of naked quite a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, he doesn't, he basically has bare feet the whole time. Yeah. And I was thinking that must, you know, that brings quite own. nice. Do you reckon there's a big health and safety thing backstage? Oh, they, though? There must be. There must like, be. No one right? leave any spare pins around. Yeah, exactly. Don't break glass here. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> okay, Nate. So, what would you give Mimosa's wife for Time Traveler's wife? Okay, I'm giving it a solid three. I absolutely agree. Yeah, a solid three. Because it was. Of... It was good for many reasons. Yeah. But some of the songs were quite forgettable. Like I don't remember any of Claire's songs at all. The only two that stood yeah. out were those two. Um, but I just think the staging was amazing. Like the magic, the magic. And yeah. I love, ma- like... Oh, I love magic. I know magic, yeah. you know. I love magic in theatre, it's great. And it's, you know, it was one of the best. Technically, it was really cool. And actually, this can link a bit to Phantom of the Opera later. Because yeah. Phantom has, like, magic in it. Um, yeah. Yeah, top no- top-notch magic. <laughs> <laughs> if you've got a free afternoon and it's available and it's mm. not... I would say don't pay a lot of money yeah yeah i mean but if you yeah exactly if you've got like a free afternoon or free evening i would recommend it because it's spectacular yeah and it won't be on for long and i don't think it will do anything do you know what i mean i don't think it'll tour i don't think yeah really unless they reworked it slightly Um, because i did read like like the review in the guardian and they were the same about the song the songs aren't memorable no and that is quite important in a in a musical yeah yeah okay Naomi we are now moving on to our second part and I feel like we need some dramatic music behind me um we are going into our Lord Andrew Lloyd Webber 
special. Ooh. I'm excited to deep dive into this. And we've got two theatre reviews. One that is currently not on the West End anymore, but we both saw it. And I feel like it needs some time to discuss. And this might be like, yeah. a, I think we should just focus on the on the musical first. And then we can talk about all of the other stuff around it. Yeah. With our big sure. theatre question. So we've got two reviews for you. And then we are going to answer a big theatre question. And we've actually, I've actually done some research. That's how big Oh, that's I how know. big a deal it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so the first one we're going to look at is we're going to look at Cinderella, which yes. was in the West End and it was over COVID. And yeah. we'll talk a bit more about this later. But it was meant to launch or open in literally March 2020. And then it ended up being postponed for a year. And Naomi and I were very lucky to see it quite early on. Yes. Because then... It closed again for like yes. three months. We saw it almost like a day or two before it closed, like had to cl- shut for COVID. Mm. You've seen it twice, haven't you? I have seen it twice, yes. So I actually took my really good friend and her daughter, um, who was about 11 at the time, because I thought she'd really like it. Mm. So I've actually seen it twice. Uh, and interestingly, with two leads, two different leads. Oh, did you see the... Oh. I saw Lauren. Yeah, Lauren Bur- Byrne as well. Um so yeah so we can talk about that in terms of the leads um and everything Naomi I think you've done some research so uh give us some research I have yeah so music obviously written by Andrew Lloyd Webber (laughs) (laughs) lyrics by David Zippel who was woman in white so already done a little bit of Sir Webber no Lord Webber Lord Webber um connection yeah and then the original book Emerald Fennell who obviously is like stratus Beric now. Um, Killing Eve, right? No, no, no um, she's Saltburn. She directed Saltburn and Promising Young Woman. Oh, she did Saltburn. Yeah, yeah, she direct, wrote and directed that. it. And um, oh, oh, back in the day, she was, so she started as an actor and she was in Call the Midwife. Oh, wow. Um, she's a big deal now. She's um, a huge deal. Yes, yes, yes. Great. And then, obviously, when we saw, not obviously, but when we saw it, Carrie Hope Fletcher was Cinderella and Ivano Turco was Sebastian. And, and then, I remember, I remember at the time he had just come out of drama school. This was like his first job. Yes, he's actually quite, I think he is quite young because mm, he's very he's young. now in the touring production of Everybody's Talking About Jamie, playing Jamie, who is a 15 year old, uh, which is quite yeah. an interesting, because uh, he's a love interest for Carrie Hope Fletcher. Mm. Uh, and he, so he, I don't know how old he's going to be, but, and then I mean, now so he's playing theater, 15 though, it? So uh, I just thought yeah. it was quite interesting. Um, <laughs> He, he's a lovely little dancer, actually. Oh, he is a wonderful dancer. Yeah. Oh my God, I forgot about the dancing. Yes. Oh, oh my God. Yes. And then I've got the cast list up. So if we need to refer to anyone else that was in it, Great. I can. Fab, 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 fab. <laughs> um, okay. So the whole premise of the story is that we are going to, is it Belleville? Belleville? Belleville. Belleville. Oh my gosh, I remembered that. <laughs> I did not research that. That was from my own brain. Um, so... Cinderella does, you know, not conform to the beauty standards of Belleville. It's all about cosmetic surgery and making yourself beautiful. And then she is there as kind of the, the what's the word? The contrast to that. Yeah, that, she's a bit away. of a rebel. They sort of impl- sort of make out like she's ugly and she's not ugly though. Obviously. No, she's not at all. Like dresses also- like in black and they all yeah. dress in sort of pastels. 
She literally starts her first bit where she's drawn a giant phallus on a statue. Yeah. You know, it's great. Um, and she swears and she's, you know, she's basically yeah. just a normal person. Just, you know, rebelling against the, well, not the patriarchy particularly, but like the beauty, yeah, the beauty, beauty standards, standards like of that. that. Cause they, they pride themselves on being the most beautiful. Exactly. What was interesting about this whole one was that there was a lot of, like I'd heard quite a few of the songs before I went to the musical. Mm -hmm. And that's not because I'd looked them up, but because there was quite a lot of marketing on it, I feel. Yeah. She was on quite a lot of things, singing about it and stuff. And so when we went and saw it, the whole set is very cool. It's quite fairy tale and it's set. It's got a kind mm. of, bit of a kind of panto vibe, I feel. Yeah, um, definitely. But like in a good way. Yeah. Um, it's a big, it was a quite a big cast as well, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, massive cast. Really, really big cast. And then the biggest thing, which I don't, you know, we we, we don't have to give the game away now because no one's going to be able to see it probably <laughs> again, um, is that there was a revolve in terms oh, yeah. of if you, we weren't ever sat in the posh no, seats. No, no, no. More expensive, those ones. If you sat in the posh seats, and this is Gillian Lynn, by the way, we love the Gillian. Oh, yes. Yeah. Theater. I love it so much. I think it's one of the most accessible West End theatres where you cannot have a bad seat. Yeah. But the whole middle and the stage revolves. So for the ball, it basically follows the kind of traditional Cinderella story, but in a modern way. The whole stage and the audience revolve and then the ball is in the round, which is awesome. I mean, that was so yeah. cool. That's um, where he spent all his money. I mean, that is where <laughs> he spent all his money, exactly. Put a revolve into the Gillian Lynn. I mean, that must have cost him. Oh yeah! Holy, it was so. It would have been good to be in those seats. It looked amazing just to look at it from above. Mm -hmm. It moving, and the whole production. Like I have to say, I really liked it. Like I, I just thought I love the costumes and I love Mm. the the beauty sounds like that that amazing song that the Godmother sings. She had the most amazing. Oh my god, Godmother was amazing. Um, Gloria Onitiri. She was phenomenal. And then even like, you know, the the stepmother and the stepsisters were brilliant and they yeah. had some lovely moments and they'd really they'd really put like a very um specific look, do you think, for the show? Yes. Like yeah, all they... the costumes were very garish, it was very big, yeah. bold and yeah. Like bet like and like but but sexy. Yes. And like short skirts, but massive. Like massive. thick on top of it. Yeah, and, like, yeah, like and, yeah. Uh yeah. And crazy hair, you know, yeah. for some of them. So yeah, the story had brought in, you know, the idea that um the king was coming back, the prince that could never be live up to his brother and and all this, but then the brother comes back and then announces he's gay, and everyone's like, Woohoo! I mean, it felt very um what's the word? Twee? Not twee. Is it twee? Sort of twee. I, uh, Okay, so interestingly, I read a review and I I probably shouldn't have read the review, but I did. And like considering the caliber of her writing, she could have gone more with it. Yeah, like it was, there were some holes in the plot in that, yeah, Cinderella sort of rebelling against sort of beauty, but then she's being, she's quite horrible. Like it, yeah, it's not like she, so she's a bit like, well, you're stupid for wanting to be beautiful, but then. It's, that's not very like people should be allowed to be what they want whatever they want yeah 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 and yeah. not like oh because because you 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 value looks over everything you're an idiot uh, oh my god i know the word yeah it's shallow it's a bit, the whole thing was very shallow yeah okay yeah you know yeah. what i mean so yeah so the idea that 
that's the word I was thinking. I was like, I was like, it, you know, they, they touch upon some really great issues and some things that should be, you know, mentioned in musicals and, and, and brought in, but they weren't in any depth. So therefore, yeah, you just kind of took it at face value a little bit. Yeah. They couldn't, they didn't go far enough with the, um, I, the premise sort of. Yes. Yes. Because like the godmother's role, mm. rather than magic, she's a plastic surgeon. Yeah. Which was cool. Um, I like that. And then it's that's a weird bit actually because she goes to the godmother to get and she basically gets a makeover, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah. And then turns up at the ball, all beautiful. And then the so, like, so she see her doesn't realize who she is. Yeah, it's, it's all it, it, all of that. But then that's part of the problem with the like original story. The story really, like, yeah, it's sort of a bit flimsy. Is it quite tell it. And but all they do for that for Cinderella on stage they still put a wig on her and a big dress like she doesn't yeah. look, they haven't given her plastic surgery like so <laughs> can you imagine she comes out with like a fake nose <laughs> yeah. and as I say let's talk about the performances so obviously mm-hmm. Carrie Hope Fletcher this was her first I think this was her first time that she'd originated a role like as in first time I, com- yeah it. because she was the first Veronica in Heather's but in the West End, not yeah. it had already been on Broadway, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and and you can tell, you know, she owned it, you know, yeah. and like it. it opens up, and one of the first songs, her first solo is "Bad Cinderella," and that whole bit is amazing, oh you know, because they like I love that song. It's such well. a great song, banging song. It is a banging um, song, and that's the song that they actually used a lot for promotion. Yeah, and that whole sequence where she's get the townspeople are sort of taking her. Mm. drag her by her hair yeah so yeah. and like and that's how it, it quite near the beginning and so that's where you're like oh this is mm. gonna be good yeah I love yeah I love it and I even love the you know the whole bad Cinderella bit that, that oh, that's yeah. cool as well so that whole opening is really cool and it just brings up this idea that the town are quite dark and I feel like I would love them to go more with that and like really show I don't know, maybe with lighting, I don't know, maybe. But yeah, no, that is amazing. And he can, I mean, hands down, he can write a song for women. Like he can write yeah. songs that just let them, and you know. We, um, obviously we love Carrie. We do and love she's Carrie. Got, and, and it was written perfectly for her voice. Oh, like, yeah. It sat really, really well in her vocal register. It wasn't yeah. too, because sometimes with Heather's, for instance, some of those songs were perhaps a bit too high yeah. for her. Yeah, yeah, But this yeah. was perfect. Yeah. But then also, as I say, I saw Lauren Byrne, do it as well who so she was in six then went to then was in uh, Cinderella then she went and was in Miss Honey and Matilda oh yes she's got like massive caliber and it was really nice to actually hear someone else sing the songs and I swear like they're they're brilliant any any voice it's like that really nice mezzo soprano range yeah which is just belters and it would have been good to see because the alternate was Georgina Oh, yeah, I never saw her. She was in Oklahoma when I saw it. It oh, would yeah. have been interesting to see her, actually. I think she would have been good. Yeah. But she'd have brought something quite different to Exactly. It. I kind of watched a clip when they brought it to Broadway, and it was Lindy Genoa, and she, like, it was amazing on her voice as well. Oh, I, I've seen one of those clips. Because mm. they released a few things from Broadway. Yeah. Because yeah. they staged it differently. Like, her costume's different, obviously. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good song, that one. <laughs> Such a good song. It's it's a real banger. And then, like yeah. there are a couple of brilliant ones. <clears throat> and then but in, in terms of as a show itself, like how do you feel it stood up to sort of what was going on in the West End at the time and the current shows that were available? Mm. I mean, I did enjoy it. I would yeah. say it was maybe a bit long. Oh actually. yeah, yeah. 
the, well, there was that whole like back and forth at the end be like oh he's going to get married oh no he's not no, yeah like straight towards the Cinderella end. has like th- had like three or four separate solos about the same sort of thing so in terms of Cinderella what would you have given it or what would you give it now as a mimosa I'd probably still give it three you know I think I'd go four Oh yeah, I would. I I actually really maybe three and a, maybe three and a half. You've made me <laughs> read three if you want. No, you could tell. No, me. no, no. I know what you mean. Like the cast is amazing. And they I worked really, really hard. And I liked it. And I went, you know, I went with this idea that it was a fairy story, and hmm. I went with that expectation. Everything they did, like all the performances, were unbelievable. Like, yeah, the they were great. Wow, the two actresses yes. were absolutely brilliant. I can tell you um, who they were, Laura Baldwin and Georgina Castle. Castle, who is um, Andrew Castle's daughter. Actually, oh, yeah. she was great. Yeah, they were absolutely brilliant. I love the fact that she just got really drunk at the end and it's really yes. and just I feel like it had that panto element, but a mm. panto that I could cope with. Interestingly, and it was something, again, you know, when you read a review and you suddenly go, oh, actually, that's a really good point. And I definitely thought, like, I was like, oh, it's definitely got like that Andrew Lloyd Webber style to it. A lot of people have compared a lot of those big arias to Phantom. Oh. So that song, Only You, which the the prince sings, has been compared to Music of the Night, which you kind of, I don't think it sounds like that at all. But then things like, uh, I I know I have a heart. Yes. That's a good one. And then she's far too late. That's the other. So yeah, Cinderella has a couple of Yeah, she far too late wasn't my favourite one to be fair. But I loved, I I know I have a heart. heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very good. That's a real banger. So yeah, some really good, lovely songs and and, and just fun. Yeah, so that was good. It was so fun. It was, it was a lovely time we went. We went to the Ivy beforehand, oh the Ivy God, Grill, <gasps> Covent Garden, which also, that's a good pre-theatre restaurant. Oh, all the Ivies, all the Ivies, actually. Yeah, they very, are. Very good pre-theatre menu. And they don't rush you, very but fancy. they get you out quick, but they, you don't feel rushed. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay, so now let's move on to Phantom that we saw. Da, 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 da. Oh, my God, we oh my saw God. very recently. We've seen it this week. It's fresh in our minds. It is. I mean, we're now doing this quite early in January because I've got a crazy couple of weeks, but we get the, get the uh, gist. Let's first of all talk about where we went for dinner, Naomi. Yes. So my young man partner, he... <laughs> Was put in charge of book- <laughs> he was put in charge of booking it because he yeah. likes to be involved in where we eat. Yeah. And he booked, um, it's called Americana. And it's, so His Majesty's Theatre we went, is where Phantom is mm-hmm. on the Haymarket. And it's right Beautiful basically theater. opposite. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a lovely theatre. Mm. And, then th- and then this restaurant is basically opposite. We had a very, very nice time. I mean, it was a little bit pricey, um, but the yeah. food was so good. Like the food was great. And it was two for one on some cocktails and Prosecco. Glasses of Prosecco or bottles. But we were like, no, we don't need two (laughs) bottles of Prosecco, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) I think the guy thought that there'd be all four of us drinking. Yeah, yeah. um, It was only me and Emma drinking. So we had a Prosecco each, a glass Prosecco each and a margarita each. And Um, another Prosecco to finish. And we did have another Prosecco. Yeah. Uh, but it was two for one. Um, it's only on till the 8th of February. Um, but, but it sounds yeah. like they might have a few of those kind of deals. And they have up. a pre-theatre menu, so I reckon they probably do have some drink yeah. deals yeah, yeah, yeah. going on. Yeah. It's a lovely restaurant. And also, it's got like a really friendly vibe, hasn't it? Like, so nice. Lovely I mean, waiters. Do... And the, 
well because so friendly vibe anyway lovely waiters but then later on one of the waiters came up to Emma and basically one of her uh, old students and it was lovely it was so (laughs) So lovely so it was like literally I taught him I think I was working it out I taught him 16 years ago. Oh my god. He recognized you though. So I know, and he knew my he knew my maiden name. This he was knew your so name. weird. Oh, he was yeah. lovely as well. He was so sweet. And 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 again, it was one of those things where anyone who's a teacher who where you get cornered by a student when you're out and you're very unaware of what's going on around you, suddenly you'll be like, oh my name's Blah, and you can't your brain doesn't work quick enough. And then as I was leaving the the restaurant, I was like, oh, I remembered who he was and he was such a good actor and I remember oh, yeah. being like he needs to go to drama school but he never he never did but he yeah he's he's lovely so yeah J- Javan at uh at the Americana thank you so much and it was so nice to see you uh, but he was, was lovely and he was so complimentary I was like oh my God, yeah he was like everyone loved you um, so yes, yeah, so we went for a lovely dinner before. Right, then we went to Phantom. Now, let's talk about tickets first, Naomi, because we spent a long time trying to find tickets for this. We did, because we wanted a good enough view, because we were forcing the men folk to come with us. We were, yeah. So we wanted them to have a nice time. Yeah, we did. <laughs> um, and we, we spent ages looking, didn't we? Oh, because they are so expensive. They can be yeah. incredibly expensive. Woo. But I do feel like our research paid off because we mm. ended up paying, okay, so we're ready, folks. We paid £65 each for a ticket, which for theatre, that is expensive. We're That's, so yeah. aware of that. That is like a big, that was like our, almost our Christmas present to each other, being like, right, we're going to just yeah. do it with a nice thing. But they were like the cheapest by far for a lot of, yeah, there, there's some like £150 tickets oh, and God. stuff. I wouldn't, I would not pay that. No, but I have to say, when we went in and we sat down, I was like, these are amazing. Seats. Yeah. I was so impressed. I mean, so you're right on the side. So we were on, on like... We were the Royal Circle. Royal Circle. And we were on row A right at the side. So like A, I think it was three to six, something like yeah, that. Yeah, there were like two people at the very end and then there was the four of us. Mm. We're basically next to the box. We were literally next yeah. to the box on the Royal Circle. And... Okay, you wouldn't have seen right in the corner, but I never felt like we had a restricted view. No, there was a I lot have... of restricted views in that theatre as well. Yes, because it's got, got those of... pillars, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, bloody pillars. Get rid of them. No, we can't. The theatre might fall down. But um... If I paid like 70 quid and had a pillar in the way, oh. Yeah, yeah. Because they weren't, the restricted views weren't that much reduced. No, I think they might have been like 50. Yeah, yeah still a lot. Exactly. So, yeah, so we found some really good seats and I felt like I was like oh we're gonna feel in the action and I was like Mm. so excited oh my god they were great let's just talk about because obviously we talked about refreshments at the theatre before so we bought a glass of wine each I bought Naomi a glass of wine because I owed her she owed me one but I did owe the short straw 23 pound for two glasses of wine and they weren't large yeah they were medium no 23 pound a glass of fizz was 16 pound that i mean that never charging. never buy fizz at a theater it's no, not worth it i agree that's a good top tip for today top tip <laughs> buy fizz at the um, and justin bought he bought a diet coke a thing of popcorn and some munchies and that cost 10 pounds so yeah. we were like oh that's that's cheap but it isn't cheap is it no, it's, it's cheap compared to like 20 quid on the wine but yeah that's still a lot it was one of those oh, to be fair they're, they're in a lot of west end theaters and you'll see them these little tubs of crisps and popcorn yes yeah, so i don't... have to say they are very nice 
like yeah, we've still fan. got some of that popcorn left actually. Oh, <laughs> yeah but if you think about popcorn it, you can get popcorn really cheaply you can make it cheaply <laughs> <laughs> don't have popcorn or fizz at the theater <laughs> yeah <laughs> naomi's top tip <laughs> but they put them in those tubs that they say you don't like make a scrunching noise yes which is great so don't rustle so i've got a tiny bit of actual research Shall I just oh my do god that? do it i love the research yeah um so composer book and co-orchestrator Angeloid Webber. He wrote the book? Yeah, well, um, it, there's two. So he wrote the book and then book and additional lyrics, Richard Stilgo. Oh, who's and that? Then li- and lyrics are Charles Hart. And then I was looking it up and it's, because it's been on so long, uh-huh. it's a bit confusing. But the director originally was Harold Prince. Mm. But then there's also, I think the current director, I guess resident director or something is Seth Schuyler Higlin. Okay. I can't read my own writing. I, <laughs> I mean, and, I don't I don't feel like the direction has probably changed. So No, exactly. I guess the, the resident director must just be to like put when the new people come in, right? Yeah. Just to say this is how we do it. Yeah. Um, get out the old then, book. The book, get the book yeah, exactly. out of the library. The dusty, book. Like, dusty book. <laughs> and then Phantom the Phantom was played by John Robbins, who's been in like Les Mis. Um... Oh, John Robbins, yeah, I recognise that name. I was thinking it might have been in one of the Les Mis concerts we seem maybe and he also played king george in hamilton not that long ago okay okay um christine was lily kerhoas right so this show has been going for a long long time i originally saw it when i was about 12 um so that's you know 20 years ago and uh i probably saw it 15 years ago i was thinking something like that and you know there are some absolute banging tunes in that show yeah yeah. You cannot deny it. They are wonderful. You know, when you grow up, it's a bit like when we saw old friends. It's that, mm. you know, when you hear that song that you recognise, your heart just does a little beat, doesn't it? It just loves it. Yeah. So let's talk about... <laughs> let's talk about... I think me and Emma have slightly differing I think views on it. I think um, And I think me and Justin, we have the same view and you and Lee have similar views. So I it's a so. couple versus couple. I think it's couple versus couple. I think it's, and I think that's great. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. always agree. And I think it's nice when we don't. Okay, I'm going to put the cards on the table. I personally just feel it's so dated now. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I, you know, as you, as you said, you were like, there is so many tourists here. And it is a tourist, you know, it is a thing. You come to London and you see... And Angela Weber, it's like it's like going to see Big Ben. It's like it's one of those things you do, and I absolutely agree with that. And you know, it's good that we have that kind of thing in the theatre. And that it's, yeah. But I think for me, it's very dated. But that's what I'm going to say, <laughs> now, and then we'll talk more. Naomi, talk about what you loved about it. Okay, well, yeah, I absolutely loved it. I really and did. I did. <laughs> um, and yes, it's quite 80s in that because it's got a synth. So during I love the, the synth, actual front of the opera song. it's It's a very synthy and it is absolute chaos i would say at the beginning when they're all like sort of the men are being shown around the theater it's the auction isn't it it's like an auction off of (laughs) artifacts but the bit after the auction when they're just like all the people that work there oh yes like the the ballet girls the singer it's absolute chaos all talking at the same time it's chaos and the story is ridiculous. I know it is. And the Phantom is completely nuts. <laughs> and it's so stupid. But oh, oh my God, I just loved it so much. Because <laughs> the songs, there's so many songs. I love I um, Phantom of the Opera. I love Think of Me, Wishing You Were Somehow Here Again, All I Ask of You. 
Do you know um, I keep? Do you know I keep humming at the minute? It's um, the point of no return. Point of no return. But that was brilliant. I mean, to be yeah. fair, I've I I couldn't remember it for a long time, and then just the 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 way that song comes about on the, yeah. on the theater and in the play in the play in the musical, I'm like, oh, that that bit's awesome. Like that is so good. Yeah, I, I just and me and Justin, we really. The bits when the candles come up from the stage. And I remember this 15 years ago as well, thinking, oh my God, that is so amazing. I've moved on a bit now. I appreciate that. That is less amazing. But when I (laughs) was one of the first big musicals I saw, probably, really, in London, Mm. um, the candles all come up from the bottom of the stage. They're on a boat. It looks like they're on water because of the way the smoke is. Yeah. And me and Justin were both like... Oh, that's great. That's such a yeah. great bit. You cannot fault, like well, I say, you can say you cannot fault. You can fault it, but you cannot, okay. yeah, you cannot go over the fact that the production values are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it's lasted as long as it has, because it is. Oh, it is. Exactly. I absolutely, yeah. And I 100% agree with you. I think the the production of it, the costume, the the singing is amazing. I mean, my lordy. The oh, singing. this because actually there is quite a lot of opera in it, mm-hmm. opera singers. Mm-hmm. All, all of those performers are perfection. Yeah. They are top of their game. Although I have a problem with Meg, and that happened, I had it before. When oh, I but that's the character. A, I went and saw it as a kid as well, but like she's never very loud and she's always a bit bleh, and I'm like, oh, geez. But then you said that in, um, which I have seen, I have seen... Um, uh, Love never dies. The Love sequel. never dies. Yeah, there's the sequel. I've, and I I've seen the great. recorded version of the Australian production. And she goes. So I've seen the sequel. She she's the villain of Love Never Dies actually, <laughs> and the Phantom, bit more of a reasonable guy. <laughs> uh, he's definitely not in this. I mean, my I I don't know whether as well because we were quite close to the stage because we were and like but that 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 moment of the chandelier going up was just incredible. That was amazing. Oh, yeah. And because we, we were actually really well placed for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was quite to be fair, in the interval, one of the main things we were talking about was the health and safety of the chandelier. Well, because I've heard before that it's quite, it's actually quite slow coming down, mm. but it looks fast. It and does. If you were fast. sitting underneath it, it's very cool. Yeah. Because when I saw it, obviously, years ago, I remember it being really, really, really magical. And some bits have changed. Right. And, and I, and I, was fairly sure I'd heard that they did like redo it a bit and I checked and they did and in 2021 they changed it so they this is I'm just reading this off of Wikipedia uh, they yeah. did it it's a reduced cheaper version with 14 musicians in the orchestra instead of 27 Ooh. and then there's a few other like sequences that they've changed there's slightly less staging like set and mm. stuff like that so it was slightly different from when I saw it before and I did notice that did you mm, mm. Uh, because I was, I was trying to say to Lee at the interval when I was like I remember it being more magic and they still have yeah. magic tricks yeah because actually originally magic consultant was Paul Daniels right and um and That's they still have thing. magic tricks but I felt like they had less magic mm-hmm. tricks because the main one actually that's still in there is when the phantom puts himself under that cloak on the chair at the end. Yeah. And then he disappears. But because Although, we just see Time Traveller's wife, it's pretty obvious. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, they were out-magicked by Time Traveller's yeah. wife. And there's the bit with the, he's, there's a noose around Raoul's neck. Mm-hmm. And then they sort of, he they, like they the candle. Yeah. 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 Um, the end moment when Meg holds oh, you love the that mask. <laughs> oh my God. It was just so cheesy. And literally, Lee and I were reenacting it throughout the flat. We literally would pick up an object and just put it by. Yeah. They were not fans of that bit. <laughs> no, we weren't fans of that bit. 
yeah, maybe it wasn't as magical as you thought. And like the moment when he's like doing the, we, I kept saying he looked like um, Skeletor from He-Man. Oh yeah, and when he's in the, the cemetery. Thing. I was like, oh, yeah. that's a bit. Illiterate. And I was thinking like, did I, 15 years ago, although I was still quite old 15 years ago, <laughs> but did I think it was magical um, because I hadn't seen as much? Yeah. Or is it just that now, 15 years later, I've seen so many other productions and that things have really? obviously with the advance in technology and stuff, is it just, it's not as spectacular now because so like, you know, Time Traveler's Wife, that was way, probably way more spectacular, mm-hmm. actually. I agree. And I wonder whether that is the case, actually. I think you're becoming now, you know, you expect more. Yeah. And like, <laughs> because the way times thing. have changed. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's just the way things have evolved. And yeah. I've seen so many things, you know, I saw Frozen. And there Frozen is, was so um, good, right? she like changes dresses in front of you. Like it just. In like a it, second. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's sort of, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, in front of your eyes, she's yep. from one dress to another dress. I felt that the blocking was still a bit stilted in mm. terms of like that that moment when everyone is singing over each other. There was like six people on stage, all singing different things. The uh, I couldn't hear a thing. It was literally cacophony mm. for about four minutes, and and then also they weren't helping themselves because the blocking was a bit clunky, and then. They use way too many blackouts, and I hate yeah. a blackout. I bloody hate a blackout. I guess I it's sort of old-fashioned, isn't it? Old-fashioned, It maybe. is, and I feel that's the problem, is that it's not moved on with the times. And, mm. you know, you see something like Sunset Boulevard, where, I mean, I've not seen it, but you see pictures, and they're using video recording, they're using yeah. cameras. But then I'm very torn, because then I'm like, well, is it just becoming this kind of West End Institute? Is that traditional yeah. showiness that people come to London to see and, but I was thinking also if you were like what, uh, like I would like I should go and see a musical I d- and I don't know anything about musicals I just would I actually would recommend Phantom because oh, I agree yeah it's so that is what a musical is it's, in fact it's less musical theatre singing than it like other things I know That's but it's so if you were like oh what, I don't know if you had like a teenage child just take take them to see that as the first would thing. Would you know? Yeah. Would you would you do fun? Well, yeah, I think if, if if they were interested in musicals, what should I take my I don't know. Do you not do like Les Mis or something? Or or like a like do the, oh, no, I, I, the biggest thing, there's a lot of opera singing. And I feel like if you're not a musicals person or if you're not an opera person, that might feel quite overwhelming. Like I don't but know. But I think but like Les Mis is yeah singing all the way through yeah actually that I, doesn't I, have I, any yeah that's true i think phantom was, would be a good first mm. maybe not a first one because obviously the first musical you're going to see should probably be wicked or something but um, i was gonna say something like wicked actually yeah, yeah. but if there's if you had if someone was like oh, but i am also, i am actually quite into musical i uh, i would take them to that yeah i think yeah or, into it yeah although we did notice not a diverse um, cast at all. Oh my god! And actually, if you think about Cinderella, it was very diverse. Yeah, there was. Uh, no, is... It was an. It was was it literally a pretty much. An it was all white. It was all white. All white I cast. think the Raoul Slight... is usually a person of color. It, normally, the the actual right. normal actor is person of color, and and they did have a Christine was a person of color up until recently, but that cast has changed. That is almost like a sums up. It, it, where it's just it's just a bit out of time yeah but it seems odd for it to for it to still be stuck in the old days mm. when like the, they recast it all the time don't they well, yeah 
And this is going to lead to my big question, but I want to say that it's come off Broadway. Yes, it has, hasn't it? Mm -hmm. Quite recently. Yeah, and I think it's because there were so many new things coming in. I mean, there's a lot of things mm. we're going to talk about in a minute, but I I think there's a reason why. I, I have to say when I went, I'm literally jumping back in a time warp 20 years. Yeah. And I find I, that a little bit with like Mousetrap as well. Like play, like those those original ones where it's like the mm. same blocking and it's the same. And you could, you know, you could at least develop it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, um, I think there is a place for Phantom, but there's, why can't they rework it a tiny bit the music is perfect the music itself and that's the thing is that it what's interesting is that i i was saying this to lee on the way home actually i was like if you if you took a song from the show and performed that song it is beautiful like wish mm. you somehow mm. near again all those are just yeah. so oh my God, beautiful oh, I, um, amazing songs you might want to cut this out my fact is that wishing you were somehow here again is the first time christine as a character gets her own song her own tune because up until that point every song Ooh. she's involved in is someone else's tune or it's a duet <gasps> i love that that's totally saying in the podcast Everyone, you're, <laughs> you're hearing that that is a lot again but it's that whole it's Clever. so much about she's the woman and she's yeah me, me 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 and then she can't she can't get away from him and it's just men all, and all men just, trying yeah. to claim her well yeah in this day and age but there's so many times when, you know, I mean, teaching, so teaching has been very interesting over the last 10 years, because I've taught some of the same plays over 10 years, and having my students react to different characters has changed so much over 10 mm. years, and I think that's so interesting. So actually, I wasn't surprised of my reaction to it, of going, this is just really creepy, and like, who who made you possibly yeah. think, Phantom? Bloody hell, like... And like, she gets taken underground... And like things happen in the theatre. Clearly, there's some crazy person. And then Raoul, to her, to Christine, is a bit like, there isn't, there's no such know. thing as You're a making it up, You're making it up. Yeah. Like, but you literally just saw all this crazy stuff happen. How dare you? <laughs> I think they almost need to do a bit like what they... We'll be interested to see what they've done with Starlight Express. So Starlight Express is coming out in the summer at Wembley. There's a Ooh. whole new revamp. Can I see it? Yes, we should. <laughs> Definitely. I've looked at tickets. They are expensive. Right. Um, but if we go, if we book it long enough in time, there is some cheaper ones. So we just go see a cheap ticket. But a lot of the Lloyd Webber ones that came out so much in that kind of 70s, 80s style have to be revamped and re-looked at because they are not landing well with modern audiences and that's yeah. not him to be fair that is a lot of theatre directors, uh, theater directors yeah yeah it's a lot of playwrights as well it's a sh it is a real shame that we didn't get to see Sunset Boulevard mm. to see how it was staged yeah. and yeah. um Oklahoma so yes. from the 50s and then I saw the restaged version and it's exactly the same dialogue and songs exactly the same but the way they stage it is so mm. clever um and that's what makes a revival yeah. so brilliant yeah but if they've not if they've not had chance to do the revival although you know you said that, that after covid because that all came from the fact that he was gonna pull phantom because of yeah COVID. It's, it's called on wikipedia it's called 2021 west end revival yeah, yeah. and that's why maybe that a lot of his stuff isn't surviving at the moment because mm. people are going I'm really sorry, but it's not, you know. What well, aspects of love? Well, yes. Are, are we gonna we're gonna get in? Right. Let's move on from this. So let's let's do our mimosas because we are getting on a roll here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm sure you can feel it, podcasters. Getting on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> 
this is going to be an extra long podcast. Long and I apologise. We were trying to make them shorter, but we were trying to make them shorter. But you know, we're getting on a roll. So, okay, mimosas wise, what would you give Phantom? No, I'm going four. You know, okay. and Justin would go four as well. Right. Uh, so Lee went two and a half. Yeah. I am going to go three. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. I cannot deny the production, the cast. They were phenomenal. They were like the singing, Christine when she hits that. Oh my god. I know in um Phantom of the Opera. Oh god, it literally grabs you. But there was too many things for me um that were problematic and it just felt outdated. Yeah. So we're not too bad. At least you didn't go like five and I went one. No. But and I agree, I understand, I agree with what you're saying, but I was so swept away yeah. by the magic and the songs that I just I know we're moving on, but like, because I have always assumed I don't like Andrew Lloyd Webber um, oh. musicals. I actually think, uh, I'm like, that's my that's my thing. I don't like Andrew Lloyd Webber. But uh, it turns out... You do. I do. I know. And this is what we need to talk about, because I kind of agree with you with that. This is my big theatre question. And we're going to mm. talk about some, uh, I'm going to give you some context from my, my research. I went closer to the microphone there. I've done some research. And then kind of discussing what's going on further with things like uh, Style Express that's coming to London and stuff like that. So I'm going to say, from what we know, from the past career and experiences of Andrew Lloyd Webber, what is the future do we predict for him? So that is my my question, Naomi. Now, let's kind of go from the beginning of what was your first experiences of Lloyd Webber do you remember as a kid? Do you Interesting. Remember- I'm not totally sure. I think I probably would know, have known Memory, the song. Oh, yes, because you have to sing that in a... Yeah, class. and jo- yeah. like songs from Joseph I would have Joseph, known. Yeah. The, fir- the actual first Andrew Webber show I saw on stage, funnily enough, was A Beautiful Game. Um, oh, which is so my... good it's such a good oh, it's all right. it's all well right. from again from the spotify i enjoy the song i, I think some uh, um i think it's a bit basic actually um Ooh. i mean uh, it's that. I, yeah and there's a song in it called our kind of love which is nice and and oh when i saw it hannah waddingham was in it right at the what? beginning of her career yeah yeah if um, they were like don't like you yeah don't like you. yeah i like that one yeah. sure she wasn't that character what did she sing she sang Our Kind of Love, oh, which she? is which then reworked for Love Never Dies as the song Love Never Dies. Oh, I, right. And so I had an issue with that. Yeah, when they, I saw, it was on Jonathan Ross or something, and then Sierra Bogus sit, came to perform Love Never Dies for this new Android Webber. And I was like, hang on a minute, I know this song. <laughs> How dare he? And then was my uncle or someone online was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He always does that. Yeah, that's what Andrew Rupert does. Rework songs. I so so beautiful game was about two football teams. It was based in it's, Ireland, right? Um, it's so it's set in like Northern Ireland, and it's about the troubles. But it, it oh. but they're a um, a football team, so they all know each other because they're all on the same football team. But then oh. so, and then some of them are more into the IRA than others. Okay, um, you know, so it's actually so quite quite a, like an important. Yeah, well, and, and the reason I went to see it because my mum was a 
teacher and she got the tickets for free as like a teacher yeah, yeah she yeah. actually didn't come me and my dad went um <laughs> but but they obviously uh, like educational kind of yeah yeah, yeah. Essentials from it and yeah. that was that's great I mean that kind of stuff is so good um I like a beautiful game the um oh, the oh, oh, yeah and they, yeah, I believe really they cool. reworked it a bit and they changed the name of it and stuff but yeah, it and was ben Elton, by ben Elton. Yeah, Ben, ben Elton. Elton. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Two thousand, you were right. Came out. and then they changed it in two thousand and nine to the boys in the photograph. Is what they changed it to. Really? But I don't have any recollection of that. Two thousand and nine is not even that long ago, really. No. Oh, the boys in the photograph. I mean, Naomi, that is quite a long time ago. Now. Yeah, I know. But... <laughs> we're getting old. Um, but yeah, I do remember the same reaction of just being like, I recognise that song, mm. and then it was in the love never dies the new family yeah. and so this is what i feel with andrew lloyd weber is that considering how much he is worth and how much he clearly rakes in like just with school rights i mean there must be them oh ever. yeah and like national tours and stuff he will never have faith in a project or just let it yeah course I know what you mean all about making money and so there's a bit of research that I want to bring in for you because I'm kind of similar so for me with Angelo Weber it was very much songs of cats I never saw cats yes I I was like I don't want to see it I saw the do you remember the um the VHS yeah I got the video yeah yeah (laughs) and I got that video same year as I got hey Mr Producer video so it was a big year exactly like those kind of ones that came out yeah, and like I did Joseph, I was in Joseph, I directed Joseph, I've done a lot of, I could probably do the one woman show of Joseph. Yeah. Um, because, and again, don't get me wrong, there's some brilliant songs in it. There are some good ones. But what I'm noticing from all the research I've been doing, and I, I was quite interested in the whole journey of Cinderella because it was very turbulent because of obviously mm. COVID, but also not even with, with COVID, there was stuff that happened afterwards. So there's this very famous instagram story that came out from co from cinderella which was from summer strallen who had just mm. been cast in the new cast or she was going to be cast as the queen in cinderella once carrie hope fletch and everyone finished so it was mm, like the summer beginning of last like end of last year where are we now 2024 yeah it was like summer 2022 i think and basically what happened, like through my research again, but I remember at the time it happening because I follow some Australian on Instagram, is that it was a bank holiday weekend. They'd all been given a year's contract before that. She'd gone to get wig fitting. She, It was happening. They were just yeah, about to start rehearsing. Quite deeply into it. Yeah. yeah. And also as an actor, if you've got a year's contract, that's huge. Mm. That's a year of constant work to pay your bills, to pay your mortgage or your rent or whatever. Like that's a big thing. And having a year, that means a year that you will have turned down any auditions, jobs, anything else. Like, yeah. would, And the thing is the way that, you know, those big, big productions would, you know, you'd have that contract quite early on. It wouldn't just be like a week. You'd have been there. If she's going for wig fittings, it would have been longer than just yeah. a week. Yeah, she'd have like known that. about it a long time. Yeah, and basically they released it on a Sunday of a bank holiday weekend that the show was closing. And apparently half an hour before it got released on social media, all the agents got an email saying, yeah. we're closing the show and you haven't got a contract anymore. That is so... So weird. bad. So- uh, didn't they, they did tell the cast, but did they tell them... After that sun- Sunday performance, or it was Saturday, or but like well, they, knew. Car- car- 
Carrie Hope Fletcher wasn't in the building because mm. she wasn't on that day. So she it didn't would have been find that out. Sunday, yeah. And that was the thing is that they, so they did it so quickly. A lot of the actors, some of them would have been carrying on their contract, I'm sure, but others would have been leaving. So Carrie was leaving. Yeah. So maybe they would like, well, she doesn't need to be told. It's not a thing for her. And then she, but she found out from like, another cast member or something yeah it, it, because like, they would have been texting each other. so summer stralin said that she found out because her mate texted her going oh i'm so sorry to hear oh, about yeah. cinderella and then she looks on social media and then contacts her agent and her agent goes on a sunday oh god they messaged me on a sunday other bank holiday weekend yeah very... i'm like wait till tuesday what i've um read michael ball's memoir and mm. he's uh different aspects and he's quite good friends with Andrew Lloyd Webber although even though he's being nice about Andrew Lloyd Webber he doesn't sound that nice but Andrew Lloyd Webber said to him and he put this in his book that like he felt a lot of the cast were a bit what's the word like a bit um snowflakey as in he he felt like they didn't have the commitment and he said that and Alcabal's put it in a book and they think that's yeah. okay uh, yeah uh, yeah as if they were like not working hard. I know. Well, I just over think COVID. When he yeah. was right, so this is the whole thing. So for those of you who don't know, Cinderella was gonna be was gonna launch in March two thousand and twenty, and then obviously we all know that March two thousand twenty was when lockdown started, and he was constantly on TV constantly pushing to be like, I want audiences in. He would not join the whole trial where everyone would sit a load of things apart. He just oh, was he like, wouldn't. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, he didn't do it. He was the one going, oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to open it. Yeah, you shouldn't let framed us do us. It. Framed us. I love performers. I love the theatre. No. But... And it's all about, for him, it's about making money. Now, it's okay, money. I know he is incredibly successful, and but you just think. rich. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, what is his obsession <laughs> with it? Anyway, he called Cinderella. So this is from a Guardian my research, to a Guardian article in June 2022, he called Cinderella a costly mistake. Yeah. And he did that in a and letter. The, no, he did, oh, that's right. He wrote a letter and then, and then the director had to read it out. Someone else read it. Yeah. yeah. So the and director had like... to read it out. So it was on the closing night of Cinderella. It suggested that opening his new musical during the pandemic might have been a costly mistake. Now, I'm sorry, but... No. Don't do that. He did also then, interestingly, so going from what you said from the, the ball thing, is that he did say that he did actually praise the cast and crew from it. But he did, it, you know, it just, he ju I just felt like he was picking a fight with the government and with COVID. And you just think the government at the moment, or well, not the moment, recently, you know, just come out of this whole court case about, closing things not quick enough and all that kind of thing and it's like I remember even at the time I think getting quite uncomfortable about what he was trying to do yeah and going, I'm not going to make any money if I only fill half capacity blah 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 and I'm like yeah well that's great but that's better doing that than nothing surely yeah but then obviously with Cinderella he then took it to Broadway and yeah he he definitely thought I'll cut my losses cut, shut the London one yeah or the streets are paid with gold in Broadway Exactly. And I'm so glad you said that because I've got something else or I'm like, <laughs> sorry, I got very excited there. So he took it to Broadway. He cast, it was the first Latin American actor who had been a lead in an Andrew Lloyd Webber show. That was the first for yeah. it. He also changed the title. So he called it Bad Cinderella. 
because of the best song yeah. in Cinderella. But it backfired on him because there were so many, <laughs> so many reviews yeah. that were like, bad's an understatement. Yeah. And you're like, oh, crikey. And the, the reviews did not go down well in America. And no. I, don't, I don't blame them because of the way, you know, it's such a twee music yeah. we talked about before and how it's quite shallow. And I just think America were like, no. And to seem way. he is quite obsessed with doing well on Broadway, yeah. isn't well, he? Like generally. And mm. then this like did worse on Broadway than it did in the West End. The reviews were much more brutal. Three months it stayed. Yeah. Three it months. closed after three months. What? Yeah. Rubbish. So it did 85 performances. It did uh, about 20 preview, but it did 85 performances. That's crazy. And then it closed. And then check this out. Oh my God, no, you're going to be so proud of me more yeah. recently. In November, the 28th of November, 2023, so only two yeah. months ago, he said, he is quoted as saying, and this is on Broadway World, which if any of you don't go on Broadway World, it's really good. It's good for like getting all the lowdown on Broadway and everything. He was speaking in November saying that Broadway is almost a vanity project. Oh, whatever. <laughs> he basically said that it's too expensive and that if you're not Hamilton or Lion King, you're not going to get there. He's so bitter about yeah, he's... breaking it in Broadway. And then the other kind of salt on the wound for, for Weber is that obviously Phantom closed. Yeah. Not making money. So he hasn't got, well, I mean, he hasn't got anything on He will on be having something on Broadway because it's going to be Sunset Boulevard. Well, of course. But think about who's heading up like Nicole Scherzinger, if she goes to Broadway, she's got kudos already in America. Yeah, I reckon she, so it would be her, right? I but think we... she will sell it. He basically wrote here, check this out. He basically theatre, in my view, in the UK, is an incredibly exciting and good investment. So he's basically mm. trying to say, oh no, come to London. I'm like, if Cinderella did well in Broadway, would you really be saying this? Yeah, exactly. He doesn't care. And apparently to put on a musical on Broadway now would roughly cost two, tw- uh, $20 million. Which, yeah. yeah, I get. But apparently it, it, it basically cost 19 million to put on Cinderella in, in Broadway and he never got the money back. But then you just think there's so many other things that are working well across the pond. So Peter Pan Goes Wrong went to Broadway. Yeah. It I didn't just go think, for long, but it, like it Pete, went there. The theatre's moved on slightly and you've got to change with the times. This is what my question is, Naomi. What is the future for him? Well... Because actually, I was looking at his list of things. So the one before, so in 2013, he did Stephen Ward. And do you remember that? Oh, God, that was at the um, that was at the other palace, right? The premiere was at the Aldrich, it says here. But oh. it was based on the Profumo affair. And it was about the osteopath that yeah. was uh, embroiled. What a... <laughs> what the hell was he thinking? And I've I've listened to that. It was on Spotify. Oh, and is it any good? It's boring. No, it's boring. It's boring. Mm. What a weird choice. Yeah. And yeah. what did he... And then I remember when that didn't it didn't last very long and he was a bit annoyed about that. But I'm like, well... So I feel like what's going on at the minute is his new stuff is flopping. Like, it's... it's yeah. Like, and I, but I feel like what, what really makes me upset about Cinderella is that actually, I think if it stayed in London longer, mm. I think it would do well. He could have it worked could, on it a bit. Yeah. And I just, I just think he's getting a little bit like... It's boring me now. It's not making me money. I'm yeah, moving on. on. And I feel like that's what's happening a lot with him. It's, it says here, before Cinderella, he did School of Rock, which obviously was successful. Oh, that was great. But, that's but he did, that's not his longer. story, is it? 
says here, book was by Julian Fellow. But that so that's quite successful. And that then was a great the... one. And actually, to be fair, like there's a couple of really like Stick It to the Man is a great song. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, on and there's the one that the teacher sings that's uh, back when I was. But then before that, Eleven Other Dies, that didn't do that well. No. He, re- he reworked that a few times. No. Women in White. That... You know what is working well? I, is is the, Again, it's a revival. So Evita at the oh, yeah. Air was so oh. good. Yeah. I've, and I yeah. love Evita. I mean, that's one of my favorites. That, some, that and Jesus Christ Superstar are my favorite too. And, and these are his early ones, though, aren't they? Like, really? Yes. Right at the beginning. I know. So the future for Angelo Rowe, I mean, we could talk about this very much, and maybe we'll stop the podcast and carry on chatting. But, <laughs> you know, he is bringing stuff to Broadway. But for Ooh. me... Go we on. should just probably quickly say, because they did try Aspects of Love quite recently, <gasps> and that closed early. And it went so wrong because it was so dated. You said but, that. Yeah, and I was reading... Because, I, as I say, I read Michael Ball's memoir. It was Michael Ball's idea to bring it back. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, but Angelo Rowe was obviously like, yeah, how can it fail? Michael Ball, back again in Aspects of Love. But it's a weird story. And so that closed early. And that was that was quite recent, wasn't it? So some okay, so I feel like some of his stuff has been amazing and has stood the test of time. And something like Evita, I yep. feel like does stand the test of time because it's about a real person. Yes. And it's retelling her story. Although you said before, like Stephen Ward, which is a retelling, but like but, but Stephen Ward's a weird story. Do people care? Do people like care? the perfumo scandal? Like it's a Quite niche. Whereas, a, I don't know, Evita, well, Evita is just. But also, also, that's one of his early ones. It's just good. Maybe the early ones are the ones that he's, you know, he's. Because, well, like, that's an early in one the list, the early ones Joseph, Jesus Christ, and then by G's, and that was rubbish, but ignore that. <laughs> Evita, Tell Me on a Sunday, Cats, Starlight Express, like Phantom of the Opera, mm-hmm. you know, mm. he had a bit of a run of goodens. Yeah. I am very, I think we do need to get tickets for uh, Starlight Express because I'm very interested i never saw the first one and a lot of people said to me they're like oh the the the, the roller skating's amazing so oh, yeah, like, i've never seen what it, was yeah. the I, mean, I do know quite a lot of the songs again yeah i know a couple um, of songs but let's see what they do like is it a good revival so obviously the avita that i saw recently that i loved was the regent's park mm. which weber had nothing to do with Oh, <laughs> it's kind of like I mean, he wrote this. Someone else he wrote, wrote he the wrote... tunes, but yeah, he yeah, wasn't no, involved in directing. Sorry, I, that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's what I meant. I don't mean like he had nothing to do with it, but in terms of they probably just got the rights from him and went, "We're going to reimagine yeah. it and going to give it." Because the choreography was phenomenal, the way it was staged was so great, and the songs are great. So I'm like, yeah. oh, you know. Whereas he was involved in Aspects of Love revival. Was he? That. Yeah, definitely involved, yeah. Um, <laughs> didn't do so great, so... Mm-mm. You just think, yeah, you know, what does the future hold for Weber? So have we thought about that? What does the future hold for him? It, I think it's time he moved moved aside. <laughs> and I think... Got an can... island somewhere. Go get an island. Yeah, like, <laughs> because there's so many... There are so many good new musicals that need space, mm. there, as we've already... This goes back to what we were talking about. Okay, so yes, because we said we were going to talk about this later. So if you think about Phantom, how many people are in the cast? Oh, loads. Tons and tons, yeah. And half of them don't do much, but, you know, they're there. Two Strangers Carry a Cake Across New York. It's a new musical. It's funny. It's current. And it's got two actors in it. Two people, yeah. I mean, 
and it's so fun and it's lovely and it warms your heart and there was this whole article that I sent you Naomi didn't I about the whole like rise of the yes yeah, musical in London and just think about things like Operation Mincemeat yeah or I think Lizzie that only Lizzie four, four exactly people. and like those ones but also just the ones that don't need a massive set they don't mm. need this big massive orchestra they are we are like the essence of a musical where we just use music and that to tell a story and I just think yeah Weber's gonna it's very much of his time and I don't think it's a bad mm. thing I feel we also need to give credit where credit's due he writes some absolute bangers yeah Phantom was gonna get cancelled in 2022 because I thought it had cancelled I, I don't know if it was I think apparently so this is the thing I found this was on this was on the 29th of July 2020 so you know when that time was happening oh yeah that okay. was right in the middle of it and it says Phantom of the Opera to close permanently in the West End after 34 years due to coronavirus. So I feel like what was happening was he was throwing his toys out the pram. He was trying to, yeah, he was, oh, he's like, I, this is how I'm going to save money because I'm so poor. Yeah. I feel like lockdown really showed him for his true colours, which yeah. is really sad because he is, he's also like, give him his due. Uh, you know, Andrew, give you a due. <laughs> you are, you know, you're fighting for recognition of the UK theatre mm. but I think what you're missing now is that actually audiences now are a bit like what you said Naomi you were like 15 years ago I would have been yeah. by that but now I'm not you have to bring more you have to bring more to the theatre you have to make it exciting but also have a bloody good story yeah it- and that's why I just think maybe he needs to stop <laughs> stop stop writing stop. musicals stop. and like he must be able to invest in other productions right he you yeah. know like you don't know what I mean like like I'm like, not saying leave the theater on something industry. yeah yeah like champion other theater oh god if I had that give some practice. of your theaters theaters up to how many some does other he own? Show. how many does he own oh I don't know but it's a really useful group isn't it and is he the really useful group so he owns that yeah, yeah. He needs to move with the times. Like, it's now 2024. Audiences aren't always there for those older music. Yeah. Even though they do, you know, what else he, could he do? Because he could, surely he could, instead of, stop writing, but like put some money <laughs> into other productions, couldn't he? he he's of course, yeah. got money to invest, surely, in, uh, and theatre space. Okay, so um, talk to me about theatre space, because like, how many theatres does he does well, he have every like does he yeah, own so West End? LW Theatres. He's got six theatres, it says here. Adelphi Theatre, Cambridge, Gillian Lynn, His Majesty's, London, London Palladium, and the Theatre Royal, Drury Lane. Hey, that's a big ones. Okay, so I, I've officially stopped feeling sorry for, I mean I didn't feel sorry for him at all, but like all these theatres are doing so well. Like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, I know. <laughs> why is he just being a little bit of a baby? Yeah, come on, you've got enough money. Give <laughs> us, give some of your money to small productions, maybe a theatre oh, space or two. You reckon that's why Carrie got to go to the Palladium so much because obviously she knows. Um... Well, I don't know if they're friends anymore, are they? 
Well, yeah. Uh, well, that's the thing. So she did. She did comment, and there was things afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I don't um, think she had a good time. No. But he's no fool. She is a box office draw, so Amen. he would still give up his Palladium space exactly. to carry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, anyway, Naomi, I feel like we've talked a this lot. This is going to be a monster to edit. For those who don't know, I do. I do edit a lot of the stuff out. That edit does all that. Yeah, she edits all the rubbish out. <laughs> And she does it all as well. I just sit back and it's not rubbish. It's it's good, fun theatre debate. I feel like we've had a proper theatre conversation, which I'm totally like. Is that has invigorated my considering we're not even to get in the same room? I know you don't need it. Yeah, if only Andrew Lloyd Webber remembered that. Yeah, (laughs) but we will be in the same room. I think we might get sued. Maybe that should be the title of our podcast. I think we're going to get sued. No. Gonna... <laughs> um. Anyway, well, thank you so much, Amy, for joining me this morning. And You're welcome. Thank you for awesome. We will see you all in February, where we will have seen some other wonderful theatre uh, and things that are coming to London. So the big top tips we just had today: don't buy prosecco in the theatre because it's too waste expensive. Of money. Waste of money. Uh, and and find those little gems of restaurants around the theatre. Actually, Justin did say, and I'm going to give a kudos to her, he's our technical manager now. We have a... He is, yeah, whether he likes it or not. <laughs> which you could... Hopefully our sound is a lot better, which is great. But he said that he finds the theatre on Google Maps and then just kind of finds the restaurants around yeah. that theatre, yeah. which I think is a nice little... And then most restaurants in are on open table, so you can book them online. Well, you can book them online anyway, but they're usually on open table. It's got all the reviews on there. Yeah. Bish, bash, bosh. And then you might get a little nugget like you get the two for one cocktails, which yeah. you didn't realise when we arrived. No. That was great. All right, everyone. Uh, take care. Have a lovely February. And we will be back at the end of Feb with all our latest reviews. Bye. Bye. Bye.